May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. I'll bet you're all glad to sit down. That was a really, really long gospel lesson, and I have to tell you. And it's the second time I've read it this morning, so. But on this fourth Sunday in Lent, we hear this really, really long gospel story from John. And, and once again, it's another story of uh, an encounter that someone has with Jesus. As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. So this is kind of, sort of, a miracle story, but not exactly. The gospel writer doesn't spend a huge amount of time on it because the focus of today's gospel reading is on the aftermath in the community. Everyone is confused. The blind man is healed, and nobody seems to be able to believe that it could possibly possibly been that blind guy on the corner. The neighbors were, they were just beside themselves. How can this be? Isn't this the guy who used to sit on the corner and beg? No way. It can't be him. Yeah, it's him. Well, no, no. It's just somebody who looks like him. And the religious leaders don't get it either. How is it possible? It's the Sabbath. How the heck did this happen? So off they go to talk to the man's parents. And the parents, they just, Psh, you got me. And they send them back to talk to their son because they say, he's an adult, ask him. And around and around and around they go. The New York Times columnist Frank Brody Rooney wrote, woke up one morning and had lost the vision in one eye and was faced with losing the sight in his other eye. And he wrote a book about his experience. And it's entitled Beauty of Dusk. And it's a book he recounts, in, in this book, he recounts both his medical and his spiritual journey. And it's a meditation on what is vision, what is seeing, and what is not seeing, and how, despite the loss of his vision, that he had found new ways of seeing the world around him. And he speaks of being forced to see in new ways, and that when we talk about seeing, we aren't just talking about seeing what is or who is in front of us. It's also figuring out and putting meaning to what it is or who it is that we see in front of us. And we make judgments about what we see. We put people in the categories that explain them, the blind guy or the homeless guy, and we put them in these little boxes. Don't you see, we ask the ignorant or the uninformed, or someone who doesn't see what it is that we see? Look, we say at the beginning of a command, a command that someone needs to acknowledge our point of view, our way of seeing a person or an event or an idea. 
The author goes on to say, with my one good eye, I look harder and longer and hopefully more soulfully at everything around me. Bruni goes on to say that he realized that we know too little about the people that we encounter in our lives because we only inspect them superficially, only ask easy, superficial, or polite questions. And then we edit it down to the parts that are the least complicated for us. Or we don't ask any questions at all because we know everything. We need to know just by looking at them. Do we ever really see who we encounter? Do we really see what is right in front of us? As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. The disciples all looked at him and just saw the blind guy and spoke about him as if he wasn't right there in front of him. Jesus saw the man. Everyone else just saw the blind guy. We don't even get to know his name. Day after day, he sat on that corner. Some looked, some turned away. They walked by. They may never, they may have wondered about him, but they never really saw him. Jesus saw him and he gently smeared mud and spit on his eyes and told him to go wash, wash in the pool of Siloam. His eyes were opened and he could see light where there had been nothing but darkness. There will be multiple sermons about this man, many about spiritual blindness or that the man was simply a prop to demonstrate God's power, which I believe denies this nameless man his humanity and dignity. Or it'll be about the religious leaders being blind to the fact that Jesus had been sent from God. There'll be multiple stories preached about him, about this very long lesson on the fourth Sunday in Lent, and all will be good and worthy and have something to say. But for me, it is a story about vision, vision lost and found. What and who do we see? What and who do we not see? So there is a coffee shop in my neighborhood and it's called the Copper Star. Some of you may go there and get your coffee. And several years ago, there was a young woman working there and she had multiple facial and ear piercings. She had the big holes in her earlobes. She was covered in tattoos. Every visible part of her skin, there was a tattoo. After getting my coffee, I said, see you tomorrow. And she told me it was her last day. Turned out, she had just graduated from Phoenix Community College and had been accepted to ASU on a full-ride scholarship to study molecular biology. I had never, I had never really seen her. All I ever saw was her piercings and her tattoos. And with that superficial observation, I had judged her. And I thought I knew her and I found her wanting. I had to confront 
my own blindness. Because blindness is not about the quality of our vision. We can correct it with glasses or contacts. It's about our failure to see. And the irony is that in today's gospel lesson, as the blind man regains his sight, everyone else loses theirs. And a pair of glasses and contacts is not going to help them. They simply cannot see the man, except as the blind man on the corner. They cannot see the works of God, even when he is right there in their midst. Who is it that we don't see? Who is it that we are blind to? Who is it that we see and we think we know them and we have judged them and we have determined their worth in society? Who is the blind man on the corner for you? Who is the blind man on the corner for me? That nameless person that we never, ever really see. Helen Keller wrote, I have walked with people whose eyes are full of light and who see nothing in sea or sky, nothing in city streets, nothing in books. It were far better to sail forever in the night of blindness with sense and feeling and mind than to be content with mere act of seeing the only lightless dark is the night of darkness in ignorance and sensibility. Because blindness is not about the darkness around us, but it is about the darkness that is within us, each one of us. The darkness of ignorance and apathy and prejudice and every other way that we look at others and we make judgments. Jesus saw the man, and he healed him. Jesus gave him much more than his sight. And when in their blindness, the man was driven away from all that he knew, Jesus found him, and he cared for him, and he loved him. As Paul reminds us, for once you were in darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. So on this fourth Sunday in Lent, let us make peace with the darkness within us. Let Jesus enlighten our darkness and heal our blindness. Healing our blindness to let us really see one another, not as we want them to be or expect them to be or we have judged them to be, but for who they are, each one of us, you and me, us and them, with all our many, many imperfections, each one of us created in the image of God, beloved children of God. Amen.